Hello and welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we're back this week to talk about The Long End Part 2, which is episode 860 of Adventures in Odyssey. It is three parts, so it's this is not part two of three. the longest end. I suppose that would be the last one. Wait. I don't know. Oh, oh, they should have done the long end, the longer end, the, the longest, longest end. end. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Well done. Wait, okay. wait a school, Mr. Paul McCusker there, who did uh, write and direct this episode. And boy, it shows. Yeah. He is in his bag. How old Dude. is he? Uh, not as old as you'd think. Yeah. No spring chicken. No, but... sp- I'm, I'm looking it up because it's worth knowing. Uh, this episode, it is also worth knowing, uh, aired January 10th of 2019 and then came out on the, that was on the club and then it aired on the radio April 27th. So Paul McCusker is 62 and he's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think we've talked about that before. That's interesting. But, but yeah. Wow. He's, uh. I didn't realize he was so young when, like, Odyssey... Because he's 62 now, meaning he was, like, in his 30s or 40s when Yeah, I mean, that's not crazy town, but sure. I mean, like, he was... Yeah, when, when, when Odyssey started, he was 30. Yeah. Which is, like, young adult. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're fairly probably settled in by 30. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, also, adulthood, ta- we're talking like 30 in the 80s. True, true. They they didn't even have any college debt back then. Right. But it's still, yeah, it, it's, it's funny when we think about how long the show's gone on and also like so many of the voice actors being older even when they started mm-hmm. to now be quite old. Yeah. Then it is like interesting. It's like, oh no, like McCusker and Lawler are like in their 60s. Wow, I didn't realize that Lawler was also that young. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, I guess 60 can look different on a lot of people. But McCusker sounds great here, and he does a great job, and I'm glad to he know... He sounds great here? He's not in this episode. No, no, no. His work sounds great. <laughs> the I mean, body of look, his writing. <laughs> look, you will get no, no disagreement uh, here from me, but... I find it very encouraging to know that he is not at the end of his life and I don't have to have the existential worry mm. of what's going to happen to Odyssey when McCusker dies. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Which, maybe that's the bet that we have to make. <laughs> Do we, like, change the podcast name of, like, McCusker dies before the show ends? We pull, like, a Dear Hank and John thing? Do you re- rename it to in... Uh in memoriam of mr paul <laughs> like, what, do you, what do you want here the uh <laughs> the the chad fam wad squad <laughs> yeah. all right um so the the other thing which we need to note here up top so we do have one new cast member that we have never talked about before on this podcast um we've got uh shauna rodman as jules kendall well, we've talked about her, but but not uh, not talked about any episode she. Jules covered. Kendall has never been in an episode we have covered. 
True, but have we? We've talked about. We've it. acknowledged the fact that she exists yeah. for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah. A, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I mean, yes, absolutely, because, well, we what? talk about Odyssey, <laughs> right? Right, and yeah, and and you covered an episode with her in it mm. elsewhere. Um, so, incre- I, I kind of can't believe that this is the case, but mm-hmm. um, the so. Shauna Rodman, um, previously Shauna Kennedy, uh, was a contestant on the Get in the Show contest to be in an episode of Adventures in Odyssey. Wow. Which she then won in 2012. Wow. And got to come on for, like, that. Yeah. Like, that is how she got in. She was on the Life Expectancy episode, um, which is where um, that's like the end of June Kendall Mm -hmm. episodes. And as playing Jules, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Because... One, that's like, that's such... took a super fan and shoved him into an integral role. Right, to put someone... I think it's so crazy to grab someone who's in the fan base, put them in the show, and not just have them in, like, a bit role, but put them in as, like, the, like, sister of your ostensibly main character in Odyssey. And be like, oh, we're going to give her a sister, and that sister will be played with by a fan. And then we will bring her back, and... She is so good. She's incredible. I was, like, once again, having only heard a little bit of Jules in the previous, uh, in the one that Andrew covered for the other podcast that I happened to listen to, I was like, oh, okay, sure. And then I listened to this episode, and I was just like, my word, this is, this is so, she's so good. Yeah. And... And then, and then I was like, right in the beginning, pulling up info to be like, okay, what was, yeah, what what was the situation here? Like, when what, what's her what's her background? What else has she acted on? Whatever. And then I look her up, and it's like, oh no no no, she hasn't acted in anything else. She was just like a I fan. Mean, yeah, she's and just I'm a normal like, person. How 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 did like. Yeah, how did they just, like, stumble into this casting? They just strike like, gold. Cause, yeah, because she's so good throughout this. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's 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 truly wild. And I think that maybe there is some genius to bringing in somebody so completely authentic, you know? Like, because I doubt that she's using a voice. I yeah, doubt that she's really yeah. doing much other than... <laughs> playing a character in a show that she really cares about right and i guess right i should not be as surprised when you take into account that like the quality should well, no, is no, 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 what's no. surprising though the, the quality <laughs> is surprising but most of the kids acting in odyssey back in the day mm-hmm. are actual kids mm-hmm. like that was one of the things that odyssey did mm-hmm um was like oh yeah these aren't actually actors these are just like you know the people around the block who we can pull in Mm -hmm. 
And so it's nice that it's nice that in the more, but I feel like Odyssey back then was still very amateur in ways, mm-hmm. and it's always sounded good. But like you can, you yeah, I don't know. This just is like it's impressive that like it's an established she fits brand in with and, yeah. all these other people who are actually actors mm-hmm. who do have other credits to their name, and like yeah, she was she was twelve when like on the first episode she was on mm-hmm. is 18 by the time we get to this episode wow she got married young oh yes correct she got married when she was like 18 i believe yeah i think 18 um but yeah I guess it that's is what happens when you strike it big in the world of voice acting apparently but yeah it's just like super super cool that Shout out Shona Rodman. Follow her on Instagram at under uh, Shona underscore Rodman. Is it Shona or Shauna? I Shana. was saying Shauna. Shauna. I don't know. Tweeted us, please. Um, but but yeah, uh, just I had a bunch of notes in here about how great she was, about how good, I, how much I like that character. We'll get into it. Um, I really like this episode, and she is a decent part about that. And then I was yeah. like, oh shoot. Well, now I look like a dummy. Like, now I'm, you know, I'm just some guy who records a podcast about Adventures in Odyssey, and here is this... We're losing our edge, Dylan. We started out with so much, like, I don't know, chutzpah and and angst regarding New Odyssey, and now that they're, like, bringing in fans and turning them into, like, genuinely viable characters and using good writing sometimes and creating compelling storylines, I... I They're know. not all winners, but I know we we came down so hard on part one of Home Again, and that has just has been like the only real blip of badness in this arc. Yeah. Um. So, Maury's still not great. No, 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 no. I said in this arc. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a very <laughs> specific thing I am saying. There. I think I think we uh, we all know that that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You get if I roll the promo then? Please. On the next adventure in Odyssey, the mystery of Buck's past continues to unfold. Everything she said, what she didn't say, there's nothing normal about it. You haven't had a normal life. He's after something that's right under my nose, but I don't don't see it. But not all discoveries are welcome. Hello, my boy. Mr. Skim? The story continues next time on Adventures in Odyssey. One other thing I want to say about Jules, just while we're talking about this, I would also like to point out that, like, part of that, like, being able to, like, how good she sounds in this episode does have to go to Paul McCusker, mm-hmm. who knows how to direct actors at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, especially being someone who did the show back when they were a bunch of amateur people and kind of cut his teeth during that era, to now come in and be able to direct a person who is yeah who an is amateur. right well and at this point i mean she's been doing the show for like six years so yeah. she's not really an amateur but like and i imagine like her working with yeah him working with her during the ties to bind and whatnot was also like yeah like i, I will give yeah just the behind the scenes team some credit here because that's not that's not pure chance that yeah, that someone that good wound up on the show. Yeah, and she I I suppose she'd been pretty well established. So she would she came in with life expectancy and then was a big 
part in the ties that bind, which is unfortunately parts of Jewel's story that I probably will never hear. This is Andrew. I had the thought today <laughs> of just like because I really like the Buck and Jewel's dynamic here. Yeah, I really do like, too. Does that outweigh the amount that I don't want to talk about ties that bind? I I'm I like, don't mind could talking I about get ties that through bind. it. Could I get through it with the we're doing a Buck and Jewel's arc? Would that take us, would that, I mean, I guess that would probably cover all 14 episodes. That's a lot of, 14 episodes. No, no, it is, I don't think it will put me over the edge, but this was the first time I was tempted, because like I said, haven't really gotten to listen to their episodes before, Mm -hmm. and I was very into it here. Exactly, exactly, and I was into it just, I think, from having listened to Legacy and, um... As well as the Connie the Counselor episode. Yeah. All right. Anyways, we need to we need to talk about things other than jewels. So we start oh, do out. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> we start out with some very uh, green ring music, mm-hmm. which made me happy. Um, and then it's Monty and Jason, and they're mm-hmm. looking over the um, opening up the chope. Ho- the chopest <laughs> going through it, and there's a handmade blanket. Um, with the initials BB on it, and we're like, uh-huh, Bucky Bear, we got that one already. BB. And then and then Monty kind of goes on to say that like he's been after Skint mm-hmm. since the Green Ring was on this different case that led him to Felicia Larson, which he then tied into this whole thing. And it is weird the amount of information Monty just like nonchalantly gives out here. Yeah, he does just tell jason pretty much all of it and i guess jason used to be an agent and yeah there's, no, no, no. There's oh it's not that trust, i'm but... just saying to us the audience yeah there's a lot of like big information that comes through this thing mm-hmm. where he like sets up that buck's parents were also con artists mm-hmm. that skint was like a good friend like this whole like yeah. he understands the dynamic here and then is like Look, but we aren't going to tell Buck mm-hmm. because he's got to, like, put that in his past. And because if, like, Skint knew that he knew, then Skint would be after him, which is interesting. Because <laughs> Skint's totally not already after him. Well. Well, I mean, at this point, not necessarily. Not necessarily at this point, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, I, I remember feeling the same way as well in the first listen through being like, oh, so they're, they're doing a lot of pretty significant character development as far as like explaining the backgrounds of felicia larson and her connection to uh skint and buck's parents yeah um as like she she went by mama which we're gonna i thought was really cool that we've got a female criminal in odyssey hey made me happy yep um you know that's true. That We've joke. never talked about that before, the but there really aren't. <laughs> no. It's like, well, I guess it's like Monica Stone, but she turns hero. Stone. Yeah. Um, And she was never the big bad guy. No, no, no. She, 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 she pulled a gun. Yeah. Like, she's like, I she's think like, we already liked her at that point. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, special I, place in my heart always for Monica Stone. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Totally didn't have anything to do with any kinks that I developed later in life. 
nothing could be tied back to Monica Stone. Nope. Um, Chigo, what? <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can think of another example. I really, it no. is really weird that I don't think we've talked about it in the three years of doing this, but. No, because Novacom, not at all. Blackbird, well, not at all. That is Monica Stone. It's yeah, Monica, yeah. But, yeah. But Blackbird, not at all. Nope. And there was Agent Tanner a little bit. But barely. And she was terrible. <laughs> and she just got like d- tossed out of the whole thing. Yeah, like, she was not stopped. treated like yeah. a mastermind. No, it's fair. I do like this, uh, this idea that. Too bad they had to kill her off. <laughs> that behind all of it, we have... Felicia. Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, Skint is after the papers that were in the hope chest, and that's... Well, they aren't in the hope chest. That's yeah. the whole thing. He but... thinks they might be in the hope chest. They're not. Um, and But Jason's, like, they leave with Jason going, like, Tubit's gonna break in here. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we're expecting that. Yeah. And Monty says that he has officers stationed around monitoring them, and they put a tracking device in the hope chest and everything. So, you know, right. pretty much every precaution has been taken. Yep. And then we uh, we cut over to the Melsner residence where mm-hmm. Jules uh, knocks on the door and comes mm-hmm. in, and uh, Buck had accidentally stood her up. Um, and she, That's yeah. a tough... Ugh. I mean, that's not... That's a... He's it's a bad look for Buck. Yeah, but she walks in and he's like, he's like, you got to come see this. Like, mm-hmm. I've got my thing. And like, it is tough for Buck. I like that it is not a thing that is really held against him, though. No, like, yeah. She is very, like, or it's tough for Jules. Like, I like nobody likes being stood up. That is just like a crappy situation to be in. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I like that she does it isn't petty about it she Mm -hmm. seems to understand very quickly what all is going on here and that like okay i get it yeah because like i'm not gonna hold a grudge against you just for the heck of it i understand why this happened and this is exciting and even at this point where it was just like jules rang the doorbell they had that little exchange he invites her in to see his birth certificate I was already so into it. And I was like, I have Mm -hmm. so little investment in this relationship. This is not a thing in Odyssey that I know. But it's just, it's performed very well. I've got affection for Buck. I like the greater context of Jules as a character. The little bit I got to witness in Connie the Counselor. And I was just like, oh, I am so in. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, like, I haven't heard Buck and Jules interact in this way. Um, Their relationship I've heard also l- just feels so lived in mm-hmm. a lovely way. Well, it, it feels like there is some, the, the, the camaraderie of them both kind of being outsiders in mm-hmm. this weird podunk town. Yep. Like, outsiders and heirs to the protagonists of odyssey yeah exactly (laughs) and just being thrust into this like tiny like the smallness of odyssey was really kind Mm -hmm. of what stuck out to me in this episode in this arc where it's like oh so really like it's a small town so jason's gonna stop buck and jules and say something when he sees them going for a walk right right well and and Jules has a bit of that, like, Aubrey Shepard, Erica Colburn kind of vibe mm-hmm. oh, of, yeah. like, city girl in a small town. Yes, yeah. And then Buck is, like, 
dude who has spent his entire life on the move. Yeah. And Criminal is now stuck wholesome. In, and is now stuck in a place. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so the, uh, the birth certificate, the, the, I'm sorry, the sound engineering of Eugene's house is so oh. good. Like, I don't know. I'm Eugene just listening and Katrina's to Katrina's house. Yeah. Eugene Let's and Katrina. Clear. Yeah. They a couple times do call it Eugene's house in this episode. And I, every time I just go, eh. I, I bet you both their names are on that loan. Just saying. It's the Meltzners. <laughs> it's the Meltzners. Or melt melts nuffs or however Skint says. I think he calls them male boys. Like it's yeah, like yeah. it's not even close. It's, it's like male nuffs or something <laughs> weird like that. Yeah, he's not even trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so yeah, the birth certificate is re- is revealed. It lists mm-hmm. Buck, Jedediah, Oliver, and Jules butts in to be like, wait, isn't that Mister Skint's last first name? And I'm like. Once again, I don't know what all their interactions are, but I love that she knows that. Mm-hmm, because it, 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 yeah, what this scene, especially on the second listen through, got for me was like, so these guys have been talking the whole time. Like, Buck has been texting Jules, like, it feels like, even though they haven't known each other that long, Buck has already told Jules about the Green Ring and like all of yeah his oh for sure experience like it feels like yeah she's got his background and there's all there's later the thing with Felicia Larson where mm-hmm. she also knows about that mm-hmm. and it's just like oh it's so good that yeah they're showing not telling right like like that we just have this baked in that the two of them talk. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, super romantic, but it is very clear that they like each other. Yeah, well, and it is... It isn't over the top... It feels real romantic. Yeah, exactly. It feels like perfect, like, high school kids. And everyone is in on it. voice, not in their words. Yeah, right. their parents are in yeah, for it, too, which dude, is awesome. I, yes. Eugene and Katrina basically kick Buck and Jules yeah. out. Well, so, yeah, so they go, they go through and are like... You know, and we find out Dolly Tender, mm-hmm. the name of his mother in this. His father is uh, Novos Ordo mm-hmm. Oliver. Great. Which means New World Order. <laughs> yep. This is a, on the money, which is explained. And then, right. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, There's the whole bit about that being on the back of, of money. And then, right. And then Eugene and Katrina are like, look, Buck, like, you know. Make it up to her. Get yeah. her a milkshake. Yeah. And get her a milkshake wink wink nudge nudge that doesn't sound very platonic right well it's just like yeah go go buy go buy jules a milkshake and i like that i like that one they make that nudge two he listens and three jules is like you know you don't have to Mm -hmm. only if you want to yeah and buck's like i would like that which is exactly the kind of thing that somebody is smitten says oh it's great (laughs) oh it makes me happy yeah and so we jump to like after that and he's walking her home um and this is where he opens up about the felicia thing and he's just Mm -hmm. like she was conning me Mm -hmm. i think those names in there were aliases um which like yeah obviously novos Mm -hmm. ordo yeah (laughs) that that's not a real name yeah Apparently, though, as we find out at the end of the episode, Dolly Tender is, because that's what's in her will, and so I guess that's a real name, and we're just gonna have to roll with it. I mean, her Buck first Oliver name is, is... Dollar. Yeah. Her last, uh, her 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 last name is like Legal Tender. <laughs> like she's just double money, but it's not a joke. 
It's kind of a joke. Her name is dollar sign dollar sign. <laughs> yeah. The or her initials somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dollar dollar bill, y'all. Shock um, <laughs> <laughs> Squad, did you catch that? <laughs> Sorry. Just want to make sure. <laughs> That's a callback. Um yeah, I, I was just kind of in my notes. I was like, so mm-hmm. Stacia Bartley, the actual name? Mm-hmm. And once again, no. But I'm like, why is the joke a real name? Mm-hmm. And the, or why is the joke her actual name and the name that sounds like a name and isn't a joke? Fake. Is, yeah. I mean, I think Bart is like a barter thing. I think mm-hmm. that's what Bartley's about is that it's like bartering, but still not clear. Also, just call her Stacia Barter. Yeah. That would have been less confusing than Bartley. Anyways. And sound um, a lot less like Barkley. That's the confusion I was... Yes. Um, (laughs) And the... This is a great conversation then. Between Buck and Jules. Yeah. Walking home. Yeah. You didn't have to walk me home, which is so cute and like, mm, just makes me happy. And they're, Mm -hmm. they're... Yeah. Buck... Buck is being very real and vulnerable with Jules about kind of his suspicions that he that his parents were con artists because of their names as aliases and also like Felicia was conning him and not telling him everything and all of this he knows because that is something that is a part of him and he is attuned to the way that those types of people speak. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then he's like he's like I don't know if I have changed. Like mm-hmm. I yeah do people really change is the thing where it's like yeah so maybe things are better now and and maybe i don't do the same stuff but like i or he says you know he's afraid of having to go back to his old life Mm -hmm. or something taking away you know his family from him yeah yeah and then and then we have and then jules is like why you've changed Mm mm-hmm I've changed too since uh, uh, coming since no, here. Yeah. Not meeting you. I wasn't going to say Me, meeting you. Never. I meant coming here. Since coming to Odyssey. Like, it's just that perfect nuance in the performance where there's just like a slight pause mm-hmm. to where you can go, oh, she's thinking meeting you. That is but the she thing. actually says she plays coming it here. So well. And she does it again, I think, at another point as well, where yeah. she just kind of like acts like she's going to say something or maybe i know buck does it as well later um where they act like there's they get halfway through a sentence and then change the the ending of it so Mm. it's not as alarming yep yeah yeah oh incredible yeah it's just it's a good conversation and i like this whole like oh i've got a line written down from buck okay yeah yeah, go um his voice changes like pretty drastically and he goes sometimes i'm tempted to lie just to see if i can still do it and Mm. not get caught yeah which is like this big telltale line that is kind of cluing into where he's at oh yeah for sure to his like because i i feel like up to this point at least in our coverage buck hasn't showed a lot of like Con- internal conflict between his old life and his new life mm. yet i mean there was a little bit at the end of the green ring conspiracy when it came to actually leaving which was good um but here i feel like you can really see it where he's like okay well i've got this person that 
I'm trying to become, but I've got this person that I was, that I used to be becoming, and I'm neither of those things, but I am somehow both of them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so good, because it's like, he has spent, however Odyssey time works, at least years, mm-hmm. out of, like, skin's grasp, yeah. living a normal-ish life, mm-hmm. um, but that's always going to be part of him. And it just, it plays into this whole, like, I don't know, the can people change, what is actually the real me, plays so nice into, like, the narrative of counterfeit that was Mm -hmm. set up in Green Ring, and about, like, whether or not people are to be believed and trusted, and it's just, like, all flowing in here very nicely. And I even think that this conversation makes the first like, the first scene in that first episode that we talked about, like, mm-hmm. la- last week, where he's talking, where Dale Jacobs wants to do the interview and mm-hmm. Buck's, like, talking about wanting to put it behind him. Yeah. I think this makes it even more so, where it's not just, like, he wants to put it behind him, but it's that feeling of, like, he's always teetering on the edge mm-hmm. and one mistake or bad day or just flippant decision mm-hmm he could go back to that person. Yeah, he could just spiral out of the life that he has now into where he was before. Yeah. And then uh, and then Jason steps out of Triple J and right into the two of them. Yeah, and it's really awkward and uncomfortable and funny. And yeah. It's... Oh, yeah. And it's... Well, it's cute at first because it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, hey, how's it going, guys? Mm-hmm. Like, I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, oh, how are oh, you? Yeah, look, what are you doing? Wait. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Well, and then and then it's and then it's Buck's like, oh, well, you know, it's been a good day. Like I, I found out who my parents are, and like mm-hmm. goes in, goes through this whole thing. And as he's telling stuff, Jason gets very, very dodgy because it's like he's putting together the pieces that we as an audience already he is put together, falling apart as a person. <laughs> right. The funny thing of just like this man is a secret agent. Well, he was. <laughs> he was a secret agent. He should know how to lie competently. Yeah, or at least not tell. I mean, I suppose it's an audio medium. They gotta show yeah, that he's cracking. Yeah, it, it's 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 funny, and and I like he leaves the scene mm-hmm. and he's like, I gotta go do the fire or the alarm that's inside. I gotta go inside to 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 set the alarm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and and Jules is basically just like. That, like, I guess we're not the only ones having a weird day. day. And then yeah. they just giggle together. It's so cute. It's like, it's And great. it feels so genuine and real. And, like, I didn't know that Jules was voiced by not a voice actor. I know. But you well, can totally right. understand in that moment. I don't know. I yeah. feel like it's so cool that they have her doing Jules because of, like... The affection that is in her voice for a character that her character isn't even that familiar with. And I would, right, I would like to, because we, just just to to underline again, she has, at this point, been doing this role for like six years. Yeah, oh yeah, and she's done plenty of episodes. So it's not just a, like, like, I, I can't speak to 
what she how she was right out of the gate maybe she was always this fantastic Mm -hmm. but like i don't want to keep discrediting her or like giving that caveat of like ah she was not a professional because like at this point like she is doing this Mm -hmm. so anyways she's good because she's trying at this point yeah and because she's naturally good but i don't know you just yeah maybe it's just young voice actor she's got a lot of talent she's incredible and she conveys her emotions very well even with just her minor vocal inflections um and maybe that's just because it's a new character um in a way that you know i suppose they're more familiar with you know wooten or eugene or connie's uh, inflections and the kind of how that relates to their emotions um yeah but it's it makes me happy and yeah. it's a great scene and jason yep. then runs inside and talks to monty yeah 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 and he monty's like freaking out mm-hmm. and yeah like, Jason, how was it you know he was under my nose the whole time yep how did i not figure this out and yeah. then uh then we cut to so he he does say he's gonna put agents at both the gallery and the Meltzer house mm-hmm. watching them just yeah. to kind of keep an eye i would also like to i don't know what triggered it at this point but this is the point in my notes where i go I don't think Felicia Larson is dead. Oh, you know, I I didn't second guess that really at all. They just, they keep talking about it in, like, they keep talking about her death in such vague terms. Mm -hmm. And whether it is witness protection under, like, Monty's jurisdiction, Mm -hmm. or it is she's a con artist and she faked her death to get out of the game, Uh... either way... There, I do not think for a second that Felicia Larson is dead. Like yeah, I am utterly was, convinced that she's going to be there next up, episode. And then she just disappeared. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and um, everybody is somehow aware that she died, despite not having any direct contact with her since then. So yeah, like, and not and not having clear explanation. Like we yeah. don't get like a setup of her death or mm-hmm. any talk of a funeral or anything. It's just constantly mentioned. Like oh yeah, she died, and I'm like. I doubt that now. She's breathing Especially somewhere. now that we know that, like, she is this, like, mastermind and whatever. Yeah, she definitely just... That they her called her the mama. Like, mm. she's 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 got to earn that alive. name. Yeah. Um, she took one of those Sherlock pills that made her look like she was dead. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That was such a plot convenient thing. I spent, like, a year and a half trying to figure out how... <laughs> Sherlock was still alive. No. And no. I was just like, oh, he took a pill and slowed down his heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> spoilers. Um, and then uh and then Jason shows up at uh at the uh um police station to talk mm-hmm. to Polehouse. Polehouse says Rust never sleeps, which is yep. funny. With a callback from the previous episode. <laughs> yeah i saw it on the side it's the dumbest line but i just love it as a callback um and then yeah he he explains that uh novos nicknamed cash was arrested on three occasions sometimes used the name bartley died in a car accident there's no reference to dally tender that they can find um including uh buck's hospital records because that hospital burned down and all the records went with it and Polehouse knows that because he was born at the same hospital yeah because he's from there which is is harlansville i think is what it's called yes something like that 
Yeah. So a little bit more world building. We got another town. We know where Pole House is from. I also had a note when they said, when his nickname is Cash, Mm -hmm. I realized a thing that I am pretty confident about now, which is, you know my whole, the train a coming, it's coming around the bend? Mm -hmm. That joke, I think, is only there because his last, Johnny Cash's last name is Cash and everything is money themed. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) How did you ruin that joke? (laughs) By being right. Well, I was so, I'd been so confused for so long as to why it was there. Trains are coming, coming around the bend. Yeah, Johnny Cash, counterfeit money, green ring conspiracy. I hate it all. Yep. McCusker, I can get inside your noodle, I Dude, suppose. Hats or off to Dylan you. Can. That was I just yeah, as soon as they said his nickname was Cash, I just went Oh, oh no. <laughs> I figured it out. I, I forgot about the another code. famous person whose name is money related. I yeah, that 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 line that has lived in my head forever, mm-hmm. the reason it exists. I believe pretty firmly at this point is because his last name is Cash. So they had to make a money reference because it's the money episodes. Because dad jokes. That's amazing. Yo, Thank you. It's for... so many levels deep. Yeah, it, it keeps going. Like Someone... at least three levels. Yeah, I feel like uh, wiki people, it would be great if you credit this to me, but you don't even have to. But I think that should sneak its way on to the wiki page um and the trivia yeah section yeah oh yeah. it's better than most of the trivia you have on there no offense so if you're listening just make sure you write down a little note telling yourself to add uh dylan's funny joke to the wiki and uh maybe give yourself a goal as to when you want to have that accomplished by and then you can just set that to the side and enjoy the remainder of the podcast <laughs> now back to the show um Oh, then Polehouse gets on his high horse here. Yeah, just upsetting. But it's not as bad as it could be. He doesn't fully revert. I thought I expected him to completely just be like, he can't be trusted. He's from a bad family. Pull the full green ring thing again. At least in this scene, he seems to argue that his suspicions from Buck are more so related to Buck's suspicions with himself where okay so he has improved his behavior he has changed some a lot of things about his life are those changes going to last and is he going to go back but still yeah, no the thing the thing he says though is like his actions have changed but he's still the same in his heart and he says that to Buck's face because yeah. Buck stumbles into the room yeah and then he double like he doubles down on it. Yeah. When Buck walks in and he's like, That is what I think, Buck, I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're talking to a like I a know. child. Yep. Like somebody yeah. Is he crying? I would be crying. <laughs> yeah. It is it's really tough. I think it is I think it is an interesting point of like I think it's a good plot line for the show. I just wish wish Polehouse's character was being treated was was like I wish he was a better person. I wish Buck was being treated better in this instance. Mm-hmm. It's so tough. But I was just like, oh, wow, this episode is so good. Yeah. Like, Pole House also. Um, 
uh, Phil Proctor, great performance here. He is killing it in this scene. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, despite Better like than... not liking what he's saying. Yeah. But like he's doing a great job. And then they leave. Mm-hmm. And, and Eugene oh pulls him aside and is like, listen, man. I... I, and Buck's like, I don't, you, you don't need to say Eugene, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Eugene's like, no, I do. I love you and I'm going to support you no matter what. And me and Katrina will be by your side regardless. We're, we're going to stand by you. Yeah, it is. So good, so much kindness. And the thing that I just, I love about this episode is how little wit is involved oh, yeah. in all of this. You mean the fact that he's not in this episode? Yeah. Like, all of these things feel like wit should have told them to do it in other episodes, which made them come around and figure it out. But in these episodes, seeing Eugene, like, be, like, a fully self-actualized adult and, like, being a good parent is so just, mm. It makes me feel warm, warm things on the inside of my stomach. Yeah. Yeah, it is just, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this scene is then, like, continues to be underlined by just, like, how good Eugene is at this whole thing mm-hmm. and how good at like, you know, McCusker is at writing it. But like we have, so Buck is like, I'm going to walk, like I'm going to walk home now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going to finish walking Jules home. Well, and, he mentions, I don't know if I'm ready to let you oh, right. kind of love me in this way, which yeah, I the, what you that. mentioned Very in part good. one, hearing part two as mm-hmm. both times, I'm, there's got to be Buck's conversion in part three, right? It it does feel like it is being set up, but also, if it if it doesn't pay off in part three, I'm okay with that. No, I, I'm I okay might even with prefer it. it. <laughs> I'm okay with it being a longer arc, mm-hmm. but it does feel like we're we're getting there. Yeah, they're definitely building drama and kind of prodding it. I just, I don't know if it's going... To, I mean, if this is the culmination of it, I feel like that's probably what we're going to get. Yeah. And the, yeah, the thing that is, that is so, yeah, just like a nice button to end on is, is Buck asks, is like, I'm going to, you know, walk, walk Jules home. And Eugene's mm-hmm. like, you know, I can take you home. Like, do you really need to? And Buck's just like, look, look, I just need some space. Mm-hmm. And Eugene, Eugene lets, lets him, him go. go. Like a good dad. And if I'm right about how this episode's going to go, that should pay off even more. Mm-hmm. So I will we'll, we'll get into it as we go forward. But so, yeah, they um, we then jump to a scene between Tubit and Skint, mm-hmm. which I think is a great it's a great counter to what we just got to witness. Yeah, because it is like. Skin and his new protege, who is like a trash fire, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> he's, he's a very very aggressive man. Yeah, and he's just like he. Jason's leaving the shop, and Two Bit points him out, and Skin's like, "Oh, that's the stiletto, aka Jason Whitaker." 
And Tuba's like, he's a cop. And Skin's like, yeah, we're not going in there. They're setting a trap. Which I loved. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I like, I like that Skin's smart. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he's like, all right, I'm going to go find. Yeah. Like, I, there's one person I can turn to right now and you can't come along, Tubit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, he's going to. He's going to Buck. <laughs> he's going to Buck. And then we have, yeah, Buck and Jules walking through and he Be drops cute. her off at her house. And I'm just like, man, Jules, you're really winning me over here. I'm, you've, you've already won me at this like, point. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very into this. This is great. Yeah, I, uh, is it Juck or Bulls or? Yeah, I have both of those in my notes, but I don't know. Uh, people who are in tune with the Odyssey shipping community, let yeah. us know. <laughs> I would dig into it on the wiki, but I am terrified of spoiling the long end part three. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not touching anything with Buck's name on it. Yeah, I, given what I know about them, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. I'm not just not going to say anything. Um, I don't want to risk it. Yeah, and so so he then, uh, yeah, he, he turns she around. Ma- she uses the phrase, it's not that often that you go out with a guy, which, and she was talking about mm-hmm. who just figured out, you know, his parents and everything. And yeah, yeah. She was being great right. and awesome, but just the wording hey, dude, made he, my ears perk up. I don't think it is as subtly that they're, like, beating around the book. I, I feel like they're dating. Yeah, or something. Or going on dates. They're hanging out. Yeah. They don't yeah it doesn't like to me it doesn't feel subtextual this feels like a lived in mm-hmm. relationship yeah but i also don't know what the build-up has been well i don't know what the co- like what the communication has been from both sides as right. far as like do you know that i like you i don't know do you know that i like you like have it just had that conversation it feels or it they feels just both know <laughs> it genuinely like it feels so like established in their like tone and interaction mm-hmm. that i'm just like oh like i think that this is a thing that is happening yeah i don't think mm-hmm. this is like a subtle right well i don't think this is like a laying seeds for something it feels like oh no it's already arrived mm-hmm. but i could be wrong but that you just is have just to like listen to the ties that bind and find out uh, um yeah and so sure enough maybe i'll write my doctoral thesis on the ties that bind and then we can finally end the podcast that would be a hell of a way to go out um he he, he so he drops her off sure enough turns around and skin Get, rolls up yep and greetings cards and glow sticks that's no way to greet me <laughs> what yep i had to write it down because yeah. on the second lesson through i realized that what he said it's <laughs> 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 two southern words that kind of sound similar and then uh, no <laughs> yeah um and uh yeah he hops in the car and starts manipulating the heck out of Buck. Here's the thing, well, though. Attempted. Right. So, I, I don't. I hope this is not just wishful thinking. But Buck is scamming the scammer. Yeah, he's for not sure. He's not this dumb. There's this whole interaction, and Skint says, you know, 
name drops the long end, Mm -hmm. says, like, this is his last one. He just needs to do this. Then he's out. He threatens the Meltzners and Jules Mm -hmm. and then makes a joke about Jules name, which is really funny. And I hate it. Yeah, no. I mean, that clearly is just something that the writer's room realized after the fact, right? I think so. Which I love. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's not, like, directly money. And, like, the Jules thing is a month reference, Mm -hmm. not a, like, not like a gemstone reference. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just because of June. Mm -hmm. Not, yeah, June Kendall. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Daughter Jules. Mm. As in July. You get it? You get it, Chalk Squad? <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. I just broke my um, <laughs> but, but then he, uh, yeah, but then it is just, it is funny, and I also hate it. But, <laughs> but yeah, and Skin's like, look, meet me tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. And Buck's like, okay, I'll do it. I'll tell you the truth. Nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Then well, he, he wants to know, but. Skint leverages Buck's past against, like, that's what Buck stands to gain, right? right? Correct, correct. And so that's kind of what Skint leads him in with it. And then he's like, you don't want to say no to me because then I'm just going to have to make you do it. And that's what he ends up doing. Yeah. And at the very end, he threatens him again, like, when he's standing outside his car. Yeah, but the thing thing that then comes up is that he does tell Skint about the birth certificate Mm -hmm. and about that being in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And Skint's able to put together that he's in the painting. And this is where I'm like, all right, Buck, you're, like, misplaying your hand a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe you aren't as in on this as you think, as I think you are. But then, like, the line they go out on clues very much into, oh, Buck knows what he's doing. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're saying. And I'm just I understand like, you completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yep. I, no. You're, yep. I get this. <laughs> right. And I think, I think having that great scene with Eugene, where Eugene is like, dude, we will fight for you no matter what. And then mm. going to Skint, and he's like, my love is extremely conditional. Mm-hmm. And then the, I like that, I like that Eugene let Buck go, worried that something like this would happen. Exactly this occurs. And Buck makes the right decision. And at least from the way I'm looking at it now, it seems like Buck proved that he is trustworthy, mm-hmm. even though he maybe doesn't know it. Like, I don't know. I don't know that he had po- like these intentions the entire way through their interaction. I don't. It's not clear to me what the turning point is. Mm-hmm. But from the way it ends, it's just like, oh, oh. he's not going to be fooled. Yeah. But I don't. But yeah, and and so and I but I don't know that he is like super aware of like I don't know that he's made the decision yet. I right. think I was going to say I don't know that it's an active choice. Sides. And I think he right, I think that it's really good in Robbie Bruce's performance here mm-hmm. that like he yeah, it is leaving that open to like you don't know which way he's going to know, but there's just enough for you to believe like oh, he's going to oh. figure this out. Yeah. And then, here, so here, here's a situation. This episode's 27 minutes long. Yeah. It has, like, definitely one, probably two too many scenes. 
Yeah, these last two with the painting definitely it, probably could have been yeah. thrown into the next episode. Well, and I'm sure that episode's too long as well. But, like, it feels like this is where things need to go out. Mm-hmm. And then we jump back to the Melsner house where, like, they're all together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, crap. Did Buck not tell Eugene and Katrina about the skint thing when he got home? Because mm-hmm. I was like... Kind, like, is he going to be doing this on his own, or is it just a weird pacing scene mm-hmm. thing that we have to see this scene before we get that scene? Has he not made up his mind yet? What's going on? But I really wanted him to just, like, walk in the front door and just, like, lay all of his cards mm-hmm. on the table. Be like, hey, guess who just gave me a ride home? Right. <laughs> My con artist. <laughs> right. And so, the con father. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, but instead we get a scene where Penny calls... Mm-hmm. And Andrew, what what does Penny reveal? Oh, that that Dylan was right, and that Dylan always is right, and that Dylan actually can't be wrong. I I I I didn't hear that. Can you repeat it? <laughs> Dylan was right. <laughs> Dylan was always right, and that Dylan can't actually be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And also <laughs> that she has to remove the paint and removing the paint with paint remover that would remove the paint and ruin the painting. Yep. <laughs> Which is word for word and I did write it down because it just broke me. <laughs> I don't know what it was about Penny's delivery. I just I couldn't yep. at that point. Yep. No, it's it's funny, but yeah, she's pretty well convinced. They don't even play it like it's a joke. Like they don't no, acknowledge they it don't. at all. <laughs> yeah, but she's pretty well convinced that the that it's laminated paper. Um, that is that's what the canvas is, mm-hmm. and that if she uh, removes the paint, she'll find stuff underneath. And Buck's immediately like, "Just do it." Mm-hmm. And the rest of them are like, "Well, you know, you want to lose that connection." He was like, "He was like." It's it's fine. Like mm-hmm. let's let's do it. And Penny's like, well, I'll take pictures if you would want to hang them up for some reason. Like I do wish Penny was a little bit more like. No, Penny hates the painting. <laughs> she, she does. I wish she could see like the value of it from a like personal standpoint. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, um, she just just lets it ride, and um, yeah, sure enough. Uh, she Eugene's like, call me back at any time. So at midnight, they go over to the to Jacques Henri's. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where like this episode could have ended. Right, that is where it feels like is the natural end. If the natural end wasn't the previous scene, it's definitely that scene. But no, um, because we got to go, and it's midnight, and the the uh whole painting had to be removed. Mm-hmm. But underneath is the last will and testament of one Dolly Tender. Dun, dun, dun. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. Oh, it's so good. That is an incredible second part. Yeah. I loved it. I am so excited These for next are like, week. I don't even want to like prolong our ending here. I'm just like, no. give me the next one. Yep. Yeah. This is some of the best Odyssey I've heard. I kind of agree. We'll see if they can stick the landing. But yeah. I was just like, all these performances are great. I love these interpersonal relationships. The mysteries mounting up really nicely. It is riveting. Yeah. <laughs> In a way that, like, I mean, even the Green Ring, I don't know, was that. Um, maybe the Green Ring was the first time I heard it. I don't yeah. know. But, but I'm just like, land the plane, guys. 
Landon, you've done such a good job up a, up to this point, you know, yeah. just and and I think that they hopefully do. Yeah, I don't I, I don't want to say must in in fear of jinxing it, but I feel like it would be it impressive in, if it didn't. Yeah, I would be more surprised. Yeah, yeah, I. Mm. It's good. I'm very excited. I. I'm gonna yeah. I'm just eating so much crow about the quality of this episode of Odyssey that came out in 2019. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so recent and so good. Yeah, and they really ball. Like McCusker just came back and balled out. As we uh, round out this episode, um, there is new merch in the store. We have a a very cool uh, Art Deco hole in one donut design from our resident art expert Michaela Moeller. Um, so if you would like to purchase that or just look at it, uh, there's a link in the description as always. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you feel like plugging here, Andrew? I do not have anything to plug this week. Take okay. care of yourself, Chalk Squad. Yeah. See you next week. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on the plug too because we gotta we, we gotta come back next week. Full steam ahead. We're gonna talk about the long end part three, episode eight sixty one. Bye guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Long End Part 2 is hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acevo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Shotgun.